0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com.
1: And now it's time
2: for Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670 The Score. And always live on the free Odyssey app.
3: Bears, 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 Bulls, Bears, Bears, Bears. That's what, I, that's what the show is <laughs> going to be today. Gabriel it's Gabe Ramirez. It's nine-year NFL vet, Clay Harbor in the building, and we are broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We've got a great show lined up for you guys today. got some great guests, uh, and we're going to open up the phone lines. Alex Coon producing today. Um, open those up for me because I want people to be motivated and encouraged to call in. Because, like I said, Bears, 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 Bulls, <laughs> Bears, Bears, Bears. That's how the show is going to go today. Clay, what's going on, man? Talk to me. Talk to me about – it's been a couple of weeks since we, we've had the chance to chat. Yeah. And I know that you're, you got a whole big glass of not only is that a protein shake next to you, but the, the other <laughs> one is a big, tall glass of Justin Fields Kool-Aid.
1: Yeah, I got the Justin Fields Kool-Aid and the protein shake, man. But I'm good. You know, we, the, the Bulls let me down last night watching mm. that game was ugly, but the Bears did get that big win. But you can't tell me that wasn't one of the ugliest football games you've ever seen ever. in your life.
3: And I've, w- I've been watching the Bears football for quite some time now, and these <laughs> games <laughs> exist, right? Like the 13-7s the and the 10-3s, like they exist. But usually, you know, you get excited because of the defense.
1: Yeah. That's that, what that's that what me me
3: excited. Well, the Bears defense, I mean, yeah, there's was bad in some moments, but for the most part, you know, four interceptions it was impressive. Gabe, Josh Dobbs
1: has been in Minnesota. I know Dobbs has, has had a couple of games here and there to where he's he's played okay. But I mean, this guy got here yesterday. He's been in the. He doesn't even know his teammates' full names yet. He knows four guys he can say their first name. So obviously, the Bears' defense is playing better. Montez Sweat helped. You know, I think they they're, they're getting better. Gervin Dexter showed up. T.J. Edwards has been playing great. Jalen Johnson was just on. He's been very impressive. I think you got to show me the money. Show him yeah. the money. Pay him. The defense is playing well. But to me, the most important thing you needed to find out in that game, the number one thing, even before winning that game, you need to see who Justin Fields is. And you come out with this game plan We throw 12 screens. <laughs> okay,
3: hold on. We, uh, so the, the, the big joke, I did the, uh, the overnight show right after the Bears game. And the big, big joke was instead of like the cha-cha slide, we were doing the Getsy slide when it, it was screen to the left, yeah, screen to the right. <laughs> so so it's that, but but here's what I was also saying during that time. And Clay, I'm curious what you have to say about yeah. this. It was the court the the coaching staff to me understands that a win can save them is more important than the development of Justin Fields in the present, right? And you have to do those things simultaneously, most certainly, right? Well, you think the win's more important? I'm saying if they would have lost that game. somebody would have gotten fired yeah like if they would have lost that game in particular after having three interceptions against detroit and losing going and having four interceptions against the vikings being up and then losing in the last like 10 to 9 you know what i'm saying like yeah and then not being able to complete that fourth quarter like (laughs) somebody would have gotten fired so i was watching that game and i was thinking to myself because i agree with you yeah let the man cook. Let him throw. Throw bro. the ball. Throw it down the field. Do whatever you got to do. Like like that. Third, yes. third and four, third and five. We were supposed to be seeing what Justin Fields can do in those situations, right? And 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 so when they were being super super conservative, I think they understood like, hey bro, he already fumbled twice or he already did this. Like we we need to dumb this down and and like like uh, like Cam Newton said, keep it super simple, so that that way we can get this victory yeah. and and keep our jobs because that is more important. You know what I mean? I need more. I time. agree. I agree, okay, the, the front
1: office probably wants to see they're, they're not just grading Justin Fields. They're grading these coaches, right? They're judging these coaches. Can these guys win games? Can they win close games? And, and that's important. But to me, if you're looking for the franchise, okay. you got to find out what's more important, a one win when you've got three wins, you're not making the playoffs, you have a 1.2% chance to make the playoffs this year.
3: But, what's you want, but, but, what's impor- but for as a coach, selfishly, you're thinking, I need to save my job.
1: It's always that. It's always that. Selfish as a player, as a player, I've been on some bad teams. I was with the Jaguars for four years, Gabe. I, you know, we were some bad teams, and we had chances to get the number one pick, number two. So people, if the fans want us to lose, for us, we're always going out there to win the game. Of course, it doesn't change. You're going out there to play to win the game. The coaches are coaching to win the game. That's how it is. But I'm saying, with that in mind, yeah, you play to win the game, and I know the Vikings got a top ten defense. They're eight in defense, but don't you want to see? If your guy is a guy that you can handle throwing the ball down the field, I know they're doing exotic looks, and you want to get the ball out to your playmakers, DJ Moore, but he averaged under two yards of air travel per attempt on throws. That was the – There was only one player that had less in a game this year, and that was Bryce Young in one game. So – Open it let him cook. If he can't cook, at least you know he can't cook so now he can go get somebody that can cook. Right, but imagine, okay.
3: imagine the fourth quarter and Luke Gutsy, you know, dialing it up to, you know, throw a D-ball whatever. Let's say he did that, you know, several times over and, and Justin Fields throws an interception and then Minnesota does come down and score and they win the game. Then Luke Gutsy's fired. Yeah. Like, point blank, period. He is fired. But you get more... I understand to... that. I understand that. I get that. Listen, no. both things are true at the same time. Justin Fields should have had more opportunities to. Like I still don't know. I. That's my point. He <laughs> you know? should have had more opportunities to figure so that we so, can figure that out. Yeah. But if I'm Luke Gutsy, I got to be honest. But so what, what? What we need to be doing is analyzing what that says about not only what Luke Gutsy thinks, but maybe Coach Ibrulus. And I know yeah. there were hugs after the game, but it says yeah. more what the organization thinks about Justin Fields with the play calling. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. maybe, maybe that says more about how they view him. I think they. I think what, what I'm seeing is
1: that they don't want this to be a high-powered offense. They're not worried about this. They think Fields can be an okay quarterback that can manage a game, good legs, <laughs> throw screens here and there, maybe make a play when it happens, and they want to build up this defense. You kind of saw it. That's yeah. something you did see is – Hey, look at look at the defense. You start defense to see some pressure great. from Sweat, T.J. Edwards. You know you're even seeing Tremaine Edmonds start to start to make some plays. Jalen Johnson, you pay him, you keep it. Terrell Terrell Smith, to me, he needs to be the starter. He had a heck of a game watching that that all twenty two back. Terrell Smith blew me away. I think he had eight solo tackles. Obviously, for a cornerback, that's not a stat you want to look at but he is a good, solid player. I would play him over Tyreek Stevenson. You know, Kyler Gordon, I, I'm seeing stats. He's a top-five slot cornerback. I'm still not seeing that he's getting beat quite a bit, but I think he's improved. Yeah. He's not as bad as he was last year. Eddie Jackson, to me, isn't having a great year, but I think overall this defense, you can start to feel it. His defense is getting better, and I don't think they're they're worried about have. they want to have this strong run game, use fields in the run game, and say, hey – This is the Chicago Bears. Have we ever been an organization that was known for our quarterback and all the fans? We're all quarterback, quarterback. We want this big-time quarterback because you see it. They can throw the ball. But that's not what the Bears are about. I think for them, fields is enough. Even if they're not going to open up this playbook, they don't care. They want them to keep doing this, and they're going to win defensively, get the pieces around them to where you win games with your defense and your run game. And a couple of big plays here and there from your quarterback.
3: Do you feel that this team with a couple of adjustments via the draft and free agency can be a team that can compete with the San Francisco 49ers and Philadelphia Eagles?
1: No. I watch. Okay. You know, okay. I, yeah.
3: Hold on. I was just, i literally I'm so glad yeah. you said, Boom! I set you up for that
1: one. Yeah.
3: Cause yeah. that's my problem. Yeah. Right. That's my problem with where we are at right now and, how we have to, like, try to assess the Chicago Bears team. It's, it's you know, I, and I've, I've heard people on this station and around the city just talking about, you know, the belief in Justin Fields. And, and you know, you asked me, or we were talking about it, you know, I, I didn't want to spill the beans of what my take was. I do not want to trade Justin Fields at all. I think that's foolish. I think you keep him. But my take. If I was a GM, this is what I would do. <laughs> Let's hear it. You keep Justin Fields, right? You pray to the heavens, you keep the number one pick and then you try to trade down to like number 2. Right? Yeah. Cuz you know everybody wants Caleb Williams, right? Yeah. But you trade down to number 2 so that you can have a haul to continue to build your team in the future. For yeah. the future, for the next 10 years I want to be in the playoffs, right? Yeah. So you get more draft capital that way. You still take a quarterback with that with that pick. That's that's my my opinion. My opinion. Okay. Still take a quarterback with that pick and then an offensive lineman with the second one. So that that way, you know, and you dress the other, you know, the, the other line Positions, you know, center and all that good stuff in the second and third round, and then you you if you let Justin Fields start week one, right? You let him cook still, and and you hope that he can be, be that dude. And then you got like, I'm, can we be a uh, can we be one of the teams in the NFL that does have options? I would love that. Good yeah. options at that, right? So that if Justin Fields doesn't work out, if he doesn't work out, because everyone is like got to stick with Justin, got to build around Justin. The problem with that plan is there's no backup for the quarterback position. There's no backup plan. You're left with, like, you know, Derek Carr next year or something like that, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And I'd rather have, you know, the I'd rather the backup plan be a top pick in the draft that we can then have learn what to and not to do behind Justin Fields. Still. Because let's not forget, Ryan Poles has made trades at the end of every trade deadline every year he's been here. So he's not afraid to pull the trigger on something. I see where you're coming from
1: there. And, I mean, in, in, in theory, that would make a little bit of sense but, I mean, the, the amount of a circus that that would cause, you have Fields, and then you have a guy. I know you've, you've had Rodgers sitting behind Favre. You've had Jordan Love sitting behind Rodgers. Yes. You've had, this has happened before. You know, you, when you have quarterback Brady competitions. You, you have quarterback competitions leading into the season that improves both of them. you got that competition there. Competition brings the cream to the top. So I understand what you're saying, but I don't think that's how it works anymore. You can't have these two young guys and the same team and figure out which one's going to – I just don't think that would work if one of them was a veteran near the end of his career. But two young guys, Justin Fields, 24. Fifth year?
3: Fifth year. or No, wait. He's not 24. 25. Okay. 25 years old, He'll yeah. be going into his
1: – Fourth year. Fourth year. Fourth year. He'll be going into his fourth year. But then here's the other thing that you got to think about, and then obviously this all comes in. Justin Fields, you're
3: going to have to pay him, Right. Well, that's why you – well, that's why you keep him for the fifth year and then you tr- either trade yeah. him or just – you know, I mean, you, you trade him at the trade deadline or you keep him and give him the money yeah. if he continues to perform well. That's why you leave the door open for him. Hey,
1: that. that's an original take, Gabe. I'm not saying that's the best take I've heard, but that, that's <laughs> – I'm going to give it to you. That's original. <laughs> I ain't heard the keep Justin Fields and draft a quarterback one yet. That's yes. – hey, that's original. But the money thing does come into play because if you do draft a quarterback, say you draft – Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. you got him for four years of I'm saying. minimal salary. So and Justin feels Fields cooks, you and you trade him. him.
3: And if you trade him midseason like you've been doing everybody else, and and he is good. And you look at teams like Minnesota, whoever it might be, Oakland or excuse me, Las Vegas, they'll they'll give up that first second round pick for Justin Fields if he's playing well and then you get that alongside and then if the team's doing well, the defense is good, then you got a cheap rookie quarterback that gets to throw it, you know, to whoever.
1: Yeah. And here's the other thing. Looking at what what CJ Stroud is doing. And you look at the situation he went into. You know, obviously people are saying, "No, oh, what the Bears passed on Bryce Young." No, they missed on C.J. Stroud and yeah. Bryce Young. So
3: obviously, it depends on who you were going to take. Would you rather have Tank Dell or Zach Pickens? No, oh, I'm saying you got. Who no, you... I'm asking. I'm just curious. Your thoughts on? Oh, Tank Tank Dell because Tank Dell was taking like six picks after bro,
1: Zach I'll, Pickens. I'll pull up my Twitter, bro. I I was I said Tank the Bears should take Tank Dell. Oh. I in mid I'll pull. I'll show you on the break I love here. That. I, I'm, I'm
3: I'm keeping the receipts, bro. I'm keeping the receipts. <laughs> Tank like Dell believer right here. Uh, well, the good thing is we get to continue to talk about the draft uh, in just a little bit. Dane Brugler is going to be hanging out with us from the Athletics. He's he good, man. Just had his uh, mock draft released. Yeah. Bears sitting at number one. He has a quarterback taken there, too. Yeah, he does. He's got Caleb
1: Williams going. And, I mean, I don't think the Bears – I don't. Th- right here is a situation where I think it's kind of win-win which is crazy to say. You don't hear that in Chicago a lot with, with football, the word win. But I think if you keep Fields, okay, now you can build this team. you got a lot of capital to build. You can trade down. You can stack this roster. Okay, if you, if you draft Caleb Williams, I think Caleb Williams, Fields isn't a, isn't a pure passer. I think Caleb Williams has got a ton of talent. He can probably throw the ball better in Fields. Is he as, is he as dynamic? No. But I think there's a benefit each way. But I think it's like it's going to be – it's been the past few years coin flip there's gonna be a couple guys there say two guys come out you look at last year okay we we we, we see what stroud's done but then you look at bryce young terrible terrible Co- coin flip and you look i mean even look at trevor lawrence and and uh yeah. Yeah, jacksonville trevor lawrence when he came out he's doing great but then look at buddy with the new york jets zach wilson zach wilson terrible <laughs> terrible i hate to call him terrible you go back to Mahomes and trubisky I mean, this isn't an exact science. If you take Caleb Williams, you're not 100% sure this guy is the dude, but you do have the opportunity with the number one pick that doesn't come around often. People think, no, this isn't. Wait till next year maybe. Right. How often do you have an opportunity to have a
3: number one pick in the draft? Especially two years in a row. Two years in a row. I mean, it just doesn't happen. Zero.
1: It's crazy. There's 32 teams. You hope it never happens. But the Bears have this opportunity, so you have to look at that and say, is this the best player in college? The guy that's won the Heisman a couple years. The guy's thrown 30 touchdowns, five interceptions this season. Obviously, he's lost some big games. You know, people say he's crying on his mom's arm. He's not going to <laughs> press conferences. You know, whatever. There's a lot of stuff. So you gotta take all that into account. <laughs>
3: yeah. I lost the game.
1: That was you when you
3: got broken up by your girlfriend in high school. Game, don't act like twice, twice. Yeah. Um, both both of my mom's shoulders. It wasn't yeah. just one of the, and my sister. I know <laughs> just, it's heartbreaking bro shouldn't have stole my girl then I wouldn't have had had no problem
1: man I was in love man young love <laughs> look, at you Sorry. <laughs> I look
3: at you now yeah. all right it's Gabe Ramirez and it is Clay Harbor and as mentioned uh, coming up in just a second we got Dane Brugler he's going to come on and talk about you know what his thoughts were when putting together that mock draft that has the Bears taking Caleb Williams at number one uh, we also have uh, some other good guests on the show Colin Ward Henninger I was gonna come and talk about some NBA basketball in the eight o'clock hour, and then at seven twenty, Carmen Vitali, uh, she's gonna hang out with us as well and talk about what's going on not only in the NFC North, uh, but maybe some surprises that could be happening around the league. Uh, so we'll have that for you uh, in just a little bit, Clay. Li- 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 you feeling good, bro? You ready, man, all the way till 9 o'clock
1: or what? Well, I'm feeling great, man. I want to let you guys know that, that Gabe is a Bears ultra fan. This guy came in here with a Khalil Mack hoodie on, 52 on his chest, just repping Khalil Mack. I got to respect that, Gabe. Yeah. I, I love that about you, it's man. It's a hoodie,
3: though. That's the good thing, you know. Yeah. And you just kind of wear it. I got to be <laughs> honest, I, I, for me, I wish somebody would tell me it about my Beardom. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, but dude, what are you doing wearing a, bro? Shut the hell up. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a Chicago guy in me. But, I, but the story I told the other day was that I came in after Pat Manley to do the to do the football Monday on a Tuesday right after the Bears game. And Pat Manley's sitting in studio, and then I'm walking in, and I'm wearing, like, a Bears coat. I got a different Bears jersey on. <laughs> just finished watching the game. And then I get to Pat Manley, and you're like, I feel really stupid right now. <laughs> I got this Bears gear, and this guy, like, played for the Bears. Uh. It's the beauty of working at Who let this fan in the building? Security. Man, you did. Because I yeah. we came in together. All right. Coming up after the break, as mentioned, Dame Brugler. Uh going to chat about uh who um who he has the Bears selecting at number one, which is Caleb Williams. But who does he have taken with the second pick? Uh you'll find out after the break. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabriel Ramirez. It's nine year NFL vet Clay Harbor hanging out till nine o'clock right here on Chicago Sports Radio. Six seventy the score.
0: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: We're back with more Gabe Ramirez and Clay
2: Harbor on Sports Radio 670 The Score and the Free Odyssey app.
3: Well, he just dropped a mock draft not too long ago, and he certainly has the Bears taking Caleb Williams to number one. But who does he have taken with the other pick? Get to chat with him right now. It's Gabriel as it's nine-year NFL vet Clay Harbor, hanging out here on six seventy. The score, Clay, uh, two top five picks or you know whatever top ten wherever the Bears land in that thing, uh, enough to change the franchise.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's not often that a team gets an opportunity like this to have the first pick crazy have the first and the fourth or fifth pick nuts Gabe nuts these are like
3: the Texans of last year these
1: are players that will be top franchise players in your team and then if you trade down for the first pick you can get all types of players here so this is going to be a franchise altering draft for the Bears it's incredible to to, to the opportunity what they have here the, the opportunity to do so, I mean, you can go a lot of different ways. You could get more capital. You could go with the quarterback, obviously. You could trade down go with Marvin Harrison. And I think we got the <laughs> – I know that's what you want. Yeah, and I know we got the, we're got. we going to have the best guy around to talk about it with, with Dane Brugler. That's I've right. been following his stuff for a long time on the draft.
3: Joining us right now on the Circa Sports Hotline, presented by Circa Sports Illinois. It is NFL Draft Analyst for the Athletic hanging out with us. Dane Brugler. Dane, good evening. Thanks for hanging out with us. Of course. How are you guys doing? You know, great, man. You know, we love we love the mock draft because yeah. you know it's like we get to be happy about something. Beautiful you know? Wednesday, man. That
1: gave me something to
3: do today. Going through the
1: <laughs> draft, looking all the players, the scenarios, and
3: have you had any death threats today, Dan?
2: A hundred percent approval rating. Everyone loves it. Uh, yeah, no, like it. It's, uh, it's not even December yet, right? We still have a long way to go, but it, it's an interesting exercise at this point of the calendar to, you know, kind of – it's a thought process. What are, what are the team needs? What's the draft order shaping up to be? And, you know, obviously things will change. Uh, the draft order will change over the next months. Uh, free agency will change, uh, certain needs, uh, how the senior bowl, the shrine game, the yeah. combine, how all these events play out will change how we think about some of these prospects. But if the draft were held tomorrow, I-, I think this mock draft is a, you know, kind of a realistic look of how it could play out.
1: So Dane, before we get started on this season, I want to take a trip back in time, you know, mm-hmm. jump in your little time machine. And go back to last year because on the Brugler's Beast, the Bears had the most drafted players in Mm -hmm. your top 100. I mean, you had Darnell Wright, Tyler Scott, Gervin Dexter, Tyreek Stevenson, Zach Pickens, Roshan Johnson. All those guys have, have shown a lot, but you had Tyler Scott in particular as a top 50 player. What do you think? Are you still high on him because he hasn't got that many opportunities with the Bears? Give me your thoughts on if maybe you thought you had him a little too high or if he just needs, you know, a better opportunity with the Bears.
2: No, I, I knew very well going into it that I was going to be higher than most on Tyler Scott. I, I thought there was a good chance he could go in the third round. He didn't. He went to the four, in the fourth. And, you know, he's had his moments this year. He's also looked like a young player. Um, you know, he just turned 22 years old. He was a, a third-year junior who came out early. Um, and so there's still a learning curve for him. Um, you know, he's not a, not a big guy. He's five ten, 180 pounds, uh, but he can fly. You love yeah. the speed. You love the tracking skills. Yeah. Um, and so I give me the guys that create explosive plays. He did it in college. And I think he'll do it in the NFL. I think that you draft a Tyler Scott with the ideas. Hey, if Darnell Mooney is not in the cards long-term, we feel good about what Tyler Scott can grow into. And so, this is uh, an evaluation that we'll know more a couple of years yeah. from now, not just what he's shown so yeah. far. So,
1: do you do do you spend a lot of time? Say, you come up with these your final evaluation, your final mock, mm-hmm. and the guys you've ranked. Do you look back and see how they're doing in the NFL? Or are you spending most of your time putting together, amassing this just incredible list of recruits and and talent you got here? Do you do you spend time looking back and like grading yourself and seeing what your your guys did that you did like?
2: Oh, you have to. To me, that's the most important part of my job is to self-evaluate, understand. I mean, I mean, as a football player, I mean, you know, like that's how you get better is uh, understanding, you know, maybe where you came up short, what you, where the areas of, of uh, improvement need to be. And same thing as an evaluator to understand, okay, what did I miss on this player? Uh, you know, what can I look for on the tape? Or yeah. when I'm looking into the player's character, his background, what, what did I miss? Or in, but there are some times where, uh, you know, a, a player is drafted early, and I was wow, I did not see that coming. And then he doesn't, ha- doesn't do anything, and it turns out, okay, maybe I was right on this player, and the, the team that drafted him wasn't. So, you know, I, I try to wait at least three years, give these guys three years, to in the league to show what they can do and then go back. And the, after, like, for example, after this draft class uh, in May, I will go back to the 2021 class and kind of look over, okay, oh, what have wow. these guys done in the NFL? Yeah. Um, And now, now, obviously, that's the quarterback class where, you know, Justin Fields and Zach Wilson and, you know, so there'll there'll be plenty to learn, um, you know, going back and looking at that class here when when we get past uh, this year's draft.
3: Yeah, it's almost like you're a scout in a certain way, right, where you are looking and evaluating talent in the present, but also, like you said, self-evaluating and seeing, you know, what what did I miss? What what do these guys have that I didn't necessarily catch or what did I actually was able to point out? We're talking to Dane Brugler. NFL Draft Analyst for the Athletic here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez, along with nine-year NFL vet Clay Harbor. Dane, when you're looking at this draft in particular, I talked to Pete Futek from College Football Now, and he was you know, talking about the lack of, of talent on the defensive side of the ball you know, at the top in this particular mm-hmm. draft. When you look at the first round as a whole, when do you see, or even maybe even into the second draft, or second round, depending on how you view it, where do you see the, the, like, the initial drop-off? From talent how deep you know can, can, do you think uh this is with like a plus talent like how, how far does that go in for you in this draft
2: um you know I, I think that it is really strong at the top with the two quarterbacks obviously caleb williams and drake may and then i mean marvin harrison jr's an a plus plus uh type of uh, type of prospect um you know i compare him to larry fitzgerald and, and i don't do that lightly uh larry Fitzgerald, a hall of famer and I think when you watch uh, Marvin Harrison's tape, you, you see a lot of that, just the way they move, um, the way the ball appears to slow down for them at the catch point, their adjustment skills, it's It's really something to watch. And so um, I mean, he's in that mix. I think both of the tackles, uh, Olu Fashinu and Joe Alt are uh, you know the cream of the crop in this draft. And then I, I would probably include Brock Bowers in there as well, even you know, tight end. we could talk about whether or not a tight end should be drafted in top five, top seven, but Brock Bowers absolutely belongs there. Um, And I think, I mean, those kind of seven guys or so, six, seven guys are are the A-plus elite guys in this class. Then there's a little bit of a drop-off, and you have another 10 players or so that make up the first-round grades. And then I think that's where you get to uh, maybe the second-round grades. Every year there's about – 18 to 20 first round grades and this year will be very similar um and so you know once you get into the 20s that's where second round grades start to come off the board and uh we, we still have to find out somebody's underclassmen um that that's yeah. happening right now is that regular season's over the underclassmen are declaring um and it's interesting with the nil now some, some guys are not slam dunks to declare because they're making you know, they're more getting, money in college Sure. I, I was, I was talking to a, a parent of a team of a, of a player who he was just offered $300,000 NIL deal to stay. Guy's and a pay cut. yeah, that's it. Exactly. So it's, it, it, you know, some guys are ready, you know, they, they, they've had enough of college. They they want to be, go be pros. Some guys are, uh, you know, they have options now and that you know, that's great for the players obviously, but um, yeah, we'll have to see how the underclassmen shake out. But uh, yeah, this is looking like a pretty strong draft.
1: Okay, Dane. We're in Chicago, and to answer your question. I think the tight ends are. I mean, they're they're first round caliber picks. They're they're so versatile. <laughs> of course you're gonna say they're, that. they're pass catchers. These guys can do everything. Yep. You can never uh, take a tight end <laughs> too high, in my opinion. Game, but <laughs> we're in Chicago. I knew, I knew you'd say that. Yeah, right, absolutely. Right, right. We're yeah. we're here in Chicago, and I'm sure you probably got a couple of DMs, messages, comments from. Bears fans saying, how could you? How could you put (laughs) Caleb Williams one to the Bears? What do you plan on doing with Justin Fields? So, Dane, give me your top reasons of why you think the Bears are taking Caleb Williams. And do you Mm. think they're going to trade Justin Fields? Gabe said maybe you keep Justin Fields and you you have a quarterback in competition with him. Is it the money, the fact that you're going to have this long-term contract? So what are your thoughts here?
2: this is you know a lot of people want to make it a player to player evaluation and it's really not this is a financial decision this is an economic decision mm. uh if you're not prepared to give Justin Fields 100 plus guaranteed Danny Dimes in a, in a, in a new contract exactly he got 92 million dollars yep. uh guaranteed so are you going to give Justin Fields 100 million plus guaranteed that's what he'll be asking for and so um, if, if the answer is, if you're even a little bit apprehensive about that, I, I think the, the right move is to move on. And I, look, I, you, if you're a Bears fan, you're rooting for Justin Fields to finish strong and finish. You're just going to help that trade value. Uh, to me, uh, Justin Fields is either going to be the starter or he's you're best moving on from him, turning the page. Um, and uh, you, there's going to be value for him you know, you're going to be able to get at least one day two pick, if not multiple day two picks from Atlanta or Minnesota, or, you know, there's going to be several teams that miss out on a quarterback in this draft who are still, you know, the Raiders. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are kind of stuck right now in quarterback purgatory. So the bears are in a very enviable spot where they've got a lot of options here, but I think the one that makes the most sense, turn the page, you start a new era. uh, You know, Ryan Poles have a chance. Assuming he's still general manager, will have a chance to draft his guy. Uh, You know, Justin Fields. That's that's was who was here when he took over the job. This is his chance. You know, who knows? He might only have one more year in the job. He he doesn't know that. Yeah. So if he's if he's gonna go down, he's gonna go down with his guys. Yeah, and I that's think that's, what we were that's saying. right. That's why I think the number one pick is going to be a quarterback. It's gonna go be to the Bears. Um, and it, I, I don't think it's a slam dunk that it's Caleb Williams. I think Drake May's in that conversation as well. And, you know, that, that it, I think it'll be a little more interesting with that second pick, whether it's, you know, top five or top seven. Um, if they stay put, if they try to trade out, uh, what direction do they go with that second pick will be interesting as well.
3: We're talking to Dane Brugler, NFL draft analyst for the athletic here on 670, the score. Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor. Talk to me about Drake May a little bit because, so. The reason I brought up Pete Futek is because last year him and I did a show together, right? So I feel like I was able to pick his brain a lot. And he was a huge Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley fan last year. And we were watching all the games together. But at at no point did we think, you know, Caleb Williams was far and above better than Drake May last year, right, when we were comparing Mm -hmm. the two. And then this year, you know, it's not like Drake May is blowing anybody out of the water. But I do like his game. Talk to me about the positives about Drake May and the negatives as well for those that you know, might be interested in learning a little bit more about both quarterbacks.
2: He's cut from the same cloth as Justin Herbert. Uh, Good-sized athlete, explosive release, can work all three levels. Uh, he, there, there are times where he bounces too much, um, and he needs to cut back on the reckless decisions, uh, but he's got the full inventory of throws on tape from the pocket. Uh, I think that's what, when you evaluate a quarterback, you want to see all the throws being made from the far out, to the bang eight to w- w- everything you want to see it all, and I think drake may you it's, it's all on tape, and a lot of it he does have the athleticism to scramble. Uh, to get outside the pocket to create, but he does a lot of his damage from the pocket. And so I think a lot of the the strengths of his game translate really well to the next level. Really competitive guy. Uh, comes from a really athletic family. Uh, his, his older brother uh, played for North Carolina, helped them advance to the national title uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, had that game winning shot in the Elite Eight. Uh, you know, and he grew up with three older brothers that kind of you know made him tough. You know that competitiveness you can see. With him, and so I, if Caleb Williams, uh, it, well, I'll put it this way: if 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 May does not go, uh, you know, two or three, it's because he goes mm-hmm. one. I mean, he is yeah. that type of player, and so I, I I don't think it'd be very hard if you're the Bears to talk yourself into Drake May. And I think it's really ironic that the last two quarterbacks that the Bears have drafted in the first round are going to create a lot of jaded takes on the two quarterbacks this year. Uh, you know, you look at uh, Drake may being a North <laughs> Carolina quarterback. A lot of fans are going to point to that and say, no I Mr. want Biscuit. nothing to do with the Tar Heels quarterback. That conversation and you look at, 10
3: times already. Yeah, uh, exactly.
2: You look at Caleb Williams, who, has thirty three fumbles over the last three years in college, and yeah. they're going to point point to that and say, "Oh, he holds the ball too long. He fumbles." I don't want another Justin Fields. So it's yeah. just it's very ironic that the two quarterbacks at the top this year, who are very very talented, deserve to be talked about as the top players this year. It, it's just going to create a lot of uh, jaded opinions from Bears fans.
1: Absolutely, Dane. Appreciate you, man. I got a question for you. It, like, what's, do you have any aspirations of maybe going into? NFL scouting, because you have some good stuff like your breakdowns here as an NFL player. I think they, you know, not only relate to fans, but I think the NFL personnel men and even players and and coaches could uh, utilize that stuff. Do you have any interest in maybe someday being in a front office, GM, scout, big, big time evaluator?
2: Well, so, uh, I tell you what, I I've, I've turned down a few jobs uh because now that I have a family, this kind of it suits me better. You know, coming up, I that that was my goal. I wanted to work for a team. I wanted to uh you know, help build a roster, uh championship roster. That that was the goal. And then, you know, start having a family and it's kind of got on the media side yeah. and it's like, okay, you know what? I I I can watch tape from home and I don't travel as much and it's it's just a little bit easier for me. So Maybe down the road, but, you know, yeah. I really enjoy what I'm doing now, and it's, uh, you know, I get to talk to, you know, guys like you and yeah. <laughs> uh, be on your show, and it's a lot of fun. So. Dane,
3: the thing is this. I got I got a couple kids, and it's I understand exactly what that's like, where you do have the freedom. Right. You, know, you, can, you can take your kids to daycare in the morning or school, for that matter, yeah. and then go home yeah. and jump on a couple of calls, and you wouldn't have that luxury if you were – out there, Scotty. and they, Or you could just be like Clay Harbor, you know, <laughs> playing the league and just make a bunch of money and just chill out in your condo, downtown Chicago, you know. Living the good life, Clay. Living
2: the life. Oh, yeah,
3: man, yeah. we're so ju- – don't try to get this man working in NFL, taking up all his hours, bro. Hey, man, Dane has some
1: good stuff.
3: That's I'm why. just I'm trying to facilitate let him, let him
1: Dane – to help Ryan Poles in this draft. <laughs> yeah. He's got some good stuff. Well, you heard I'm Dane. i he can Dane. help
3: Poles. He, he might not be here. You heard Dane. <laughs> I heard the little thing. In the- hey, Dane, let me not take away more time because I know what time it is. I know how my wife be. So uh, let me not take more time away from your family. I appreciate you jumping on and hanging out with us. And hopefully we can talk to you again soon.
2: All right, anytime. Thanks, guys.
3: Dane Brugler. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at DP Brugler, NFL draft analyst for for the athletic and a husband and a father.
1: Yeah, that's that's great, man. The one thing that I wanted to talk to Dane about was that second pick. He has the Bears taking Joe Alt.
3: Okay, let's do that. Let's because there's two offensive linemen that could be taken there, and we'll discuss the two on, on the other side. Yeah. It's Gabe Ramirez, It's nine-year NFL vet, Clay Harbor, from the Bachelor at... Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to go there with the Bachelorette stuff. Now, what's funny is that we've probably done 10 shows together, and I've never brought it up, but you've been clowning me all day today talking about Chicago game with the Khalil Mack jersey. So I had to let you have it. All right, we'll talk uh, Bears offensive linemen and who they could
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: Potentially take after the break. It's 670 the score.
2: That that's another thing that a lot of people aren't saying like if they end up, right, picking one and Carolina keeps losing or whatever. Yeah. Like The fact that they could move back from one to even three
3: if they're thinking about Marvin Harrison or an offensive tackle, like the amount of draft capital you can get from that. Mm -hmm. And who says you have to pick a quarterback in the first round, dude? How many quarterbacks have failed that have been first-round picks? It's such a crapshoot. You can find quarterbacks later on in the draft. So it's just sort of the revolving door around Chicago and quarterbacks. Like, I don't think you need to draft a dude in the first round that, that's going to ensure your success for future if that makes sense says the journeyman who probably is projecting right there and saying like yo i was decent i was decent you pick yeah. you, can, you can pick anybody up anywhere it's like no chase we, we we actually want like the best quarterback that's available and not somebody we want to plug in no shade of chase daniel i i, I hey i like watching chase daniels play and, 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 I, and I agree with trading the pick. I said that earlier. I just, I, I want to trade the pick to take Drake May, not to take an offensive lineman. It's just, again, you go back to whatever. Let's talk about the second pick, and it is the offensive lineman. Of the two offensive linemen uh, that were available, uh, Dame Brugler said that the Bears would select Joe Alt from Notre Dame. You like that pick? Here's the thing. Um...
1: Dame Brugler says with the second pick that the Bears should take Joe Alt, the offensive tackle. I don't think they go offensive tackle. You went offensive tackle last year. You got Darnell Wright. Braxton Jones, in 220 snaps this season, has given up one sack. He is the fifth graded in the NFL per PFF pass blocking offensive tackle. I have to stop
3: you. I have to stop you. So you're saying no offensive tackle at the second pick?
1: No offensive tackles. Who are you taking? Fan. I'm I'm going defensive end. No, you can't. I'm going you can't. D-tackle, I'll t- D-end. I'm I'll loading up on that defensive I'll, I'll, line.
3: I'll tell you why. I trust, I'm trust. i telling you. I trust my guy, Pete Futek, okay? He's the owner of College Football Now. He's been doing this forever. I, and I literally had him on the show, and I would just ask like a casual question. And I was like, hey, Pete, everybody knows about the, the quarterbacks. Talk to me about some of the top defenders that we could be. He's going, Gabe, there is no Will Anderson. There is no Jalen Carter. There is no you know, player that can define your defense and, and be a cornerstone at the top of the draft the way there was. It's yeah. an offensive-led draft. So when you say defensive lineman, I'm like, I'm thinking 12th, 13th. Even in Dane Brugger's draft, 10th is the first defensive lineman taken. So I, would, I wouldn't want to waste a top, top, top pick like that. You got to go offensive tackle. You move You move him over to left guard, Braxton Jones, and then you take... Then you take Tevin Jenkins, and you move him over to right guard and replace Nate Davis, and then you get a a really good center. And then that's your starting line.
1: I like Dallas Turner. I like even— But not for a number four pick, you don't. Even Kool-Aid McKinstry. You can trade it down, but I don't think they need a tackle. I think Braxton Jones, you hit on a fifth-round guy— you don't have to pay him right away. You got Darnell right. You don't have to pay. You can use this in other places. But isn't the complaint that
3: the offensive line isn't good enough?
1: Well, then get a get a wide receiver. Draft a wide receiver if you don't go defensive line. Draft Marvin Harrison Jr. if he's there. If if he's not there, you can go neighbors. You know, maybe you go Brock Bowers. You put him on the field with Cole Komet. You don't have to dra- draft an okay. offensive tackle if you don't need him.
3: I like this. I like this. I like this. Uh, let's open up the phone lines, Clay, and talk to some people. 312, 644, 6767. We're going to open up the phone lines. Two picks. Tell me your two positions that you want. I say quarterback, offensive tackle. Clay Harbor says Marvin Harrison Jr. and a defensive player. Those are your two picks? Wide receiver and edge or defensive tackle, okay. yes. All right, what do you think? 312, 644. 67-67. Bears going to have two picks in the top 10. What positions are, are you taking with those two picks? We'll take your calls and read your text messages after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's nine-year NFL vet Clay Harbor in the building. And we'll be back on 670 to score.